Match Day 9, Atletico Ottawa 2, Pacific FC 1, three wins in a row for the first time in our history, one point off the top of the table, let's fucking go! ATO After the Whistle, the official podcast of the Capital City Supporters Group. I'm Johnny MacArthur. I'm here with Patty Dornan all season long, every Tuesday, giving you reactions, analysis, and some hot takes. Patrick, how the hell are you? I am on top of the fucking world, along with the rest of ATO fans <laughs> across the city, I think. What a uh, day! <laughs> what a yeah, day! Yeah, it's, uh, man, the evolution of this club from basement club last year to this year has been just incredible and i think that sunday's game was like the cherry on top of whatever cargo's been building for like the last you know nine weeks or eight weeks i mean obviously for this whole season you know bar the 6-1 loss we've been pretty like uh pumped and and, uh uh, you know hopeful and very just feeling better about things basically as the week goes by and you're right i mean i don't know how it's gonna ever top this like this is definitely (laughs) the the zenith of like a newfound confidence in Atletico yeah. Ottawa, for sure. Everything just, everything clicked. Everything clicked, and I, I think that it showed um, for the whole game. Like, you were there, I was there. Um, that's yeah. why our voices sound so fucked up. Yeah, I know. Um, but, but yeah, I think that we saw what it was like when the plan comes together, and, like, between yep. the players, the way that they're playing on the field, the dub was just electric. The, the stadium had a ton of people. I don't know what the attendance was, but holy shit, there was a lot of people there. Oh, my goodness. Um, so it was like all the pieces lined up, you know, the sun and the moon and the stars aligned and we fucking Perfect beat weather. Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the league Pacific and we beat them. What is it with beat Pacific three wins in a row, first time in our history, beat top of the league Pacific, one point off at the top of the table. And we have a it's game just, in hand. It's surreal. It's a dream. And we have a game in hand. Over and we have a game in hand as well. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. I mean, p- people will say and they're right that there are clubs that have uh, games in hand on us. But mm-hmm. uh, we have a game in hand on Pacific, and that's, I don't know, that's, it's, it just feels surreal to, like, say that out loud. <laughs> I know, and, you know it's not wild. Be, not be doing a bullshit uh, sound check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think about the continued abandonment of our 4-4-2? Oh, my God. I am so glad that that formation seems to be dead and buried. Um, yeah, yeah we, we ran a 4-4-3 off the kickoff, and then it kind of gradually became, like, a 4-1-4-1 situation. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, I find that obviously like a 4-3-3 and a 4-1-4-1 are like pretty friggin' similar in the yeah. execution. I mean, in my mind, there's not a huge amount of difference, but I think 4-1-4-1 is still like accurate because we do still like, we do still like our wingers to sit a little bit deeper. Yeah, definitely. So, and we yeah, saw I mean, it, you know, the game. It's, it's good to clog up the midfield against a, a, an extremely potent uh, opponent like Pacific. Well, and it helps when our midfield has the likes of like Ollie Bassett and players that like just dummied the shit out of the Pacific all game. Um, but yeah, so so I'm glad with the change. I love seeing like Sissoko in number six was. Yeah. I think that's his spot. I think we found his spot. I know He's he. A beauty, man. He's yeah, he, he. It was the destroyer. I knew that he could be like the destroyer that can also has fancy feet somehow. Yeah, and he. You know, we talk about it. We kind of talked about it earlier in the season. It was like. There was this period of time where Sissoko was kind of lost and we were just slotting him into places and hoping it would work. And when they put him on the defense, like I think he was good on de- in the defense with, with the, our formation of Neba, but to put him just a little bit higher and have him be basically like 
the the person in the middle of the pitch who's just shutting down all of Pacific's offensive chances. Like, ugh, ugh, love it. And I, I mean, maybe this is cargo ball. Maybe we're starting, we're seeing it. Maybe this is what it is. Well, it's, it's a lot like, uh, I, I love that he can really be like, you know, I always cringe when people compare things to like the top top teams in the world. But I mean, every team needs like a Fernandinho, right? Like yeah. They need especially if you're gonna play like that type of, of formation. Like if you want the guy who's basically another center back that just plays a little bit further up, that will absolutely you know stop counters, uh, boss the midfield, and you know spray a pass out now and then. And, and, and him behind the two midfielders that we had as well, like a proper six eight ten formation was just mm-hmm. was wonderful. It was. Well, and, and, you know, again, when, when you're talking about what he what he did in that game, I mean, the last couple of weeks, the thing that scared me the most with ATO was the amount of, and I know you were like, oh, well, you know, they're not getting accurate shots, but, like, I still was terrified every game we had whenever the ball came near the 18. This was a, this was a yeah. game where, like, sitting in my seat or standing, I guess, in the dub, uh, I wasn't really worried at all, all game, at, at any point. <laughs> And that's not normal yeah. for Ottawa sports fans, I don't think. Um, but, <laughs> but, but I mean, here we are. Like, I mean, was, I, I'm not gonna lie. But before before they blew their goal off or offside, I was worried that that was gonna be like, you know, the opener. And, um, but I mean, you're right. Like, even like other other than their goal, I, I which their their goal was very much against the run of play. It just it yeah. wasn't. It was also a handball. It was a very was, clear handball. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> but it was a handball. And anyone who says it isn't doesn't have eyes as far as I'm well, concerned that's, that's a cool thing we can brush out of the side of the beginning is that I have absolutely no problems with the referee performance I thought it was fantastic except yeah. for the non-call on the handball and I mean you know it's, he didn't see it it's Obviously, very much a VAR type of call yeah. right? like you're not going to get that on the field a lot of the time there's two defenders around him it was on his front the, the ref is standing behind him yeah. you know maybe the linesman doesn't pick it up Whatever, that's fine. I mean, this conversation would be different if we didn't end up getting the the winner. Yeah, because because I guess that was that was I think my biggest concern was like when they scored, it was just like, ugh, is this is this how it's gonna happen? Yeah, this is, yeah, no, this is how exactly we're gonna lose thing. two points. That's like, the exact same thing. Yeah, no, but we uh, but we didn't but, because yeah. Zach and Ollie came in and saved the day. So fucking right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking right. So speaking of, let's we're gonna do our standout players segment, and we're gonna talk about the freaking same little ginger boy that we talk about every goddamn week. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we might, we might as well get him out of the way first. Um, honestly, it's it's this week. It's really I love I love it and hate it because as I was writing my notes for this week's episode, I was kind of like, who the fuck am I gonna put in the standout players? Because honestly, I think yeah. every everyone on the team was good. There was there was. Is like, this gonna be a boring episode because we're just gushing over how amazing every uh, single we're the best. players is for an hour? Like, yeah. Well. I mean, it's probably going to be a little bit of that because, like, honestly, we're at the point now, I think, with the team uh, where we can flex, like, a lot. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, we'll just talk about Ollie. Ollie Bassett, I, I would say he's probably the man of the match. Um, he didn't get any team goals. Team of the week again. Team of the week again. Um, but he set up both of our goals. Both of our goals were Ollie Bassett setups, which was amazing. Um, and then, like, it's awesome to see someone who was kind of like a bench warmer with Pacific and didn't really get a lot of play time. And then they gave him to us, and then he just comes in and just dummies the entire his like his former teammates. Well, it's um, it's the former team thing, right? Like it's definitely yeah. like a massive fuck you, and like we, yeah, exactly. We, we and benefit I, from that, and you love to. I see mean, it. yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, we say it's a massive fuck you, but like he traded jerseys at the end of the game with with one of the Pacific players. So like, I mean, I think there's still friendship there, obviously. Oh yeah, I wouldn't say it's anything about towards the players. No, no, no. It, but, that would definitely uh, be towards you know like. 
you moved me all the way into this weird foreign country and then like benched me for the second half of the season. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. So it's a a redemption arc that I love. Redemption Um, arc. Yeah. But I mean, uh, yeah, he he just put on a masterclass as like a holding control midfield. Um, He's he's a good, he's, he's like I was saying before with the three midfield formation, like he's really good when he has a Sissoko behind him. Um, but he also has like a Bahus sort of in front of him as well, mm-hmm. so he doesn't have to be like he's not pushed all the way up. He's sort of you playing like a good eight, like you know, yeah. eight eight and a half. Like it's yeah, for that sure. doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> you know, I love, I'm loving him. In a, I'm loving him as in the right side of a, of a three man midfield. Basically. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that again, this is just more proof that Carlos has finally solved the puzzle that is where to put players on ATO um, when we start winning games like that. Um, yeah, I mean, he he always he came in he came in hot saying that he's a pragmatic manager that that you know plays whatever he needs to do to win the game and you know the fact that we've been making needed changes and seeing the success of those needed changes is just such a refreshing uh, <laughs> experience yeah it's it's not it's nice when they listen to the after the whistle podcast it's it's good and then they base their formation off of us so <laughs> That's um, but I, I mean honestly if you also if, if for anyone out there who hasn't you know been on the internet for the last couple of days um, if you haven't seen the picture of Ollie Bassett with like a mug of tea walking into the stadium, it is top notch. Um, and also, you got Zach Verhoven in the background. And I'm yep. like, man, it was a sign. This is a sign for their link up, man. <laughs> it was meant to be. <laughs> it was meant to be. Zach uh, Tech, what a super sub this kid is again. Yeah, and speaking of, he's my he's my second on my list, Zach Verhoven. Uh, yeah, came on for Vlad at 63 minutes. Uh, and he, I think he's finally leaning into his like pure athleticism and speed because yeah. we brought him on, you know, we had talked about ATO wearing teams down, which I think we do. Um, this time I think we wore them down for a lot more of the time. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we dominated basically the whole game. Like I was, yeah. I don't think the team at all was ever worried that we were going to fuck it up, but yeah. Yeah, to have Zach come on um, and secure, and, he, and obviously he was the one that got the go-ahead goal and secured us the three points. And like, man, he was hype as hell when he scored that goal. He did the like the wingman, and then like ran and jumped into the dub. We had our first oh. dub jump, which of the season, which is incredible. Tingles, uh, bro! I had yeah. goosebumps because he yeah. came, and then everyone else came and then did the ju- the dub jump. Like, I one hundred percent was yelled something like, "Holy fuck, it's happening!" Like, <laughs> yeah. we, we I had the big I, jump, dub jump yeah. last season, and like a lot of you know, we, we were always we're begging for the late goal to be celebrated in front of the dub and it, it didn't happen often enough because we're shooting the wrong way or something but yeah. like we're talk, talk, we were talking about how everything literally went according to plan and went perfectly yesterday the late winner with yeah. the team wide dub jump yeah yeah, and it definitely <laughs> set off the crowd man it was excellent like I loved I love seeing football like that like that's yeah. it's just the game was good too honestly it was just a good game to watch which is nice because the game against Valor was kind of boring mm-hmm. um, and then to go from that to this I think it was like a vast improvement yeah. Um, so yeah so he's my number two I, I, I love he's our yeah he's our super sub we bring him on to like you know Go for the jugular at the end of the well, game. How many, t- how many times did he bomb down that wing and beat his man? Basically, uh, almost every time. Every time. Like yeah, almost every, every time. time. And obviously, the goal like was was one of those. And I mean, um, him. It's funny. And I was always like, he's he's coming into that left wing role. You know, more again. I said it last week, last last week, last episode as well. It's like he's making that left wing role like his own in a way that at the beginning I didn't like because I didn't think he was like made for it. Mm-hmm. It's not being made for, it, but like you know, you learn new things. He's still a young player, and he's and he's growing into that role so much now that you know that whole move was him being on the left and then cutting in like an yep. inverted wing of wood and then making that pass so well, it was it, just 
Carl will see something, obviously. But but I, and, and I I watched the um, the post. I think it was the post game interview. And it was an interview with Cargo, and that was one of the questions they asked. Him, like, what? Well, I don't know. It was on the the live stream today. He was like, what what what's your secret to young players that are coming into the game that that you're able to train them and, and use them in a way that's effective when mm-hmm. you know you're 18, 19, 20 years old. Um, and he basically said, you know, the first thing you have to fix is their brain, <laughs> which I think is probably one of the most accurate things anyone has ever said in the history of humanity. Yeah. Um, because, you know, those of you out there who were young men at one point know that like, you know, you, you, when your you're that age, yeah, your when you're that dumb. age, your brain's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to think of a politically correct way to say it, but no. yes, your um, brain's is stupid, bro. Yeah. So, uh, so it was cool. It's cool to see him really working with. You know, Bahu working with Ver- Zach Verhoeven, working with Wa um, uh, when he comes on. Like, it's neat that he has experience coaching younger players yeah. because you you see it. You see a vast improvement in our ability to kind of plug and play them into the into the formation, um, and yeah. which is something I think we need because obviously we need a decently deep bench, um, and we need under twenty one minutes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, I loved it. Honestly, I loved it. Um, yeah. And uh, probably my last one. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, man. I I liked Maxime Tiso this week. He was great. Yeah, he was. He was you wonderful. Know, I know we've been we've been kind of shitting on him for a few games, just you know about whatever. But like, I honestly think he finally stepped up. Well, finally, I think he stepped up. Uh, he played for 69 nice minutes uh, and yes. left us chanting his name once again. And that's such a relief because you know we have the Maxime Tiso chant and we hadn't busted it out mm. for like over four weeks. Um, yeah. Just be- because he was kind of like, I don't know if he's just off his game, but like he's back as far as I like, it wasn't fancy. It wasn't like whatever. I think he was just consistent. And I liked to see him return to that because to me, that's like early ATO game one, two, three, Maxime Tiso vibes, not yeah. like the last three games where he was kind of a little bit wishy-washy. Is what you, you have to wonder is it, is it, was it a, a case of maybe just, you know, trying too hard? Because, you know, a lot of players, depending on their play style, can like really fall victim to that sometimes, right? It's just, you're you're thinking too much, you know. You're squeezing the stick too much. It's like uh, maybe you just got to sort of let loose and relax a little bit. And you know, a game like that and, and an atmosphere like that was like the perfect uh, stage to really get back on track, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. And I I think we saw the same thing with Zach. You know, a couple of weeks ago or a couple of games ago, we had talked about it. Like you just got to have faith in yourself, man. You got to like kind of lean into your your skill. And I think we saw Maxi do that again, which I want to keep seeing because I do think he's extremely talented and he's shown us yeah. on Sunday what he can be as an asset to the team. So um, he's on my standout player list. Congrats, Max. <laughs> You're off the shit list, uh, which is awesome. I'm Love really glad. See. I'm really glad to see players move from one to the other, honestly. Um, I mean, there's other honorable mentions. Like, I'm not going to go in too deep, but like Sissoko, we talked about him. Great. He was a nightmare for the Pacific offense. Um, Brian Wright as a mm-hmm. sub at 80, I thought it was good. They brought him on. He brought a little bit of extra kind of power in the in the front end, a little more pressure on their D. Uh, Bahu start, excellent. Love to see him start. Um, Espeo. Bahu was so good, man. He like, was how, so how, good. How, so good. How, like how good? How good did Bahus just like slot in as like a starter? Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Like, and it I wasn't like it wasn't like watching an amateur out there when you're all worried. You're like, oh shit, like is this gonna be rough? Like almost like, not not to shit on him, but almost like when Dakuni came in and like uh, like played a little bit of a shocker. Like he was a natural out there. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Um, yeah. So and then I mean, obviously, I can't talk about how good we were without talking about Espeo and Becky guiding mm-hmm. our our defense. Like I honestly think at this point, Atletico Ottawa probably has the best defense in the league. And sun, sun, yeah. Sunday's game proved that. Like, holy shit, they were good. <laughs> like, so good and calm and collected. And, like, 
again, you heard Becky yelling at the boys, you know, when they were out of position or if they were like the, their formation was a little bit fucked up. But like, I love it. I love it. It was such quality football from our from our defensive line. So keep that up, boys. We love it. Well, that's just it. Like our frigate, our, our our absolutely nasty center back pairings we always have with like a Sissoko in front of them is just yeah, exactly. It's game over. It's game over. And I mean, oh, you know, and it's. It it's 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 dumb to be like well if we didn't concede these goals we wouldn't have conceded the goals which is obvious but I mean if we took away like a fluke like six one result then you know you you would take away those six goals we've got the least goals conceded in in, in the league you know or even yeah. if we only conceded two or three or something in that game then it would have been like you know we would still be up there as the best defensive record in the league so you know obviously these are these are kind of dumb opinions but it's when, when we're talking about how like good like the defensive it's you know the, the, the proof is really there yeah definitely and I mean it's it's funny because you know we went from a what negative six goal differential to we're minus one now minus one now we got the same the GD as York who's in seventh place <laughs> in the basement with Edmonton isn't that crazy we have a bet we have a better GD than two teams Edmonton and Halifax and we have the same GD as York and we lost a game by five goals yeah so, I mean, put, read whatever you want into that, sports fans, because, like, I mean, well, that says, it says a lot about our defense. Honestly, it really it says does. it all. It says it all. And, and here's, an, here's an interesting one is that in the past five games, so since the 2-2 away at York, mm-hmm. we have not conceded more than one goal in a game. Uh, that is such a good thing to hear. Like, I love, like say, it, <laughs> say it again. Say it again. I, I, I want to hear it. For the past five games... Since the 2-2 away at York, we have not conceded more than one goal in a game. Uh, uh, <laughs> that is just excellent. Like, I You're love welcome. it. Uh, <laughs> Sorry glad you went, everyone. That I'm glad you had sultry, sultry Johnny voice on that one. <laughs> yeah. No, and but, like but honestly, two, like... Two clean sheets thrown in there as well, I, I think. Know, I know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Wild. Like, it's I love wild. it. I love it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, what, what about you? Do you have any, like, other than the kind of ones we've talked about, is there any one that you felt we've left out? Um, Miggy, Miggy Acosta. I thought he was absolutely ah, incredible. He was. <clears throat> His forward passing stats are stupid, man. Like he's just, he he's such a, a good progressor of the ball. He had like almost as many final third passes as Ollie did. He's just he he. He's just great. He's such a stalwart right back. I mean, I want him start. He's one of the first in the team sheet. And we have a lot of we have a lot of players who you know we're going to consider first on the team sheet. But I mean, I thought I just thought he was wonderful. I can't say yeah, good things about Miguel Acosta. Yeah, and he's definitely I think solidified his his position in the starting eleven. I think yeah. like he is excellent. Um, plus that picture of of uh, <laughs> Ingham catching that ball at Espeo and Miguel are like dumbstruck. I loved it. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's very funny. I don't even it's remember good. what moment that picture was, but uh, the picture is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, um, we got to shout out Malcolm Shaw for the goal, obviously, as well. Oh, yeah, for being sure. Being in the right I mean, place, right time, making that finish, even though he was in the middle of being tackled. One yeah, time. and I, I've re- I rewatched it a few times, and, like, it is, like, I mean, like, yeah, okay, it's not uh, a screamer from, like, the top of the 18 or anything, but to me, that just shows the tenacity of Malcolm Shaw in that he was able to follow through all the way almost into the net with that ball, and he was like, he was, he was like, I'm going to ensure this, this goal, like, yeah. and kicked it kind of bet- between the defender and the goalie, and ate shit after the touchline, and then was kind of just like, oh, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> so, kudos, Malcolm Shaw, just, that was just a beauty. Chef's kiss. Yep, Chef's yep, kiss. yep. 
Now, I, I know we often, you know, talk about disappointments, but I don't really know if we have any, to be quite um, honest. I mean, I, I don't think there's, honestly, and, you know, someone check to see if the Maple Leafs made it past the first round of the playoffs, because I think hell's frozen over, because this, I think, will be the first time <laughs> we are not talking about any disappointments. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's anyone, it. there was anyone, there wasn't anyone out there that, like, was disappointing. I think, you know, I would say that the worst you could say about someone is like they played decent, which I mean, that's not, that's not a fault, man. Like some people played incredible uh, on the pitch and some people had had a good game. It just wasn't an incredible game, but still, I don't, I don't think there's, I mean, we had four players on the team of the week, Bassett, Tablock, Austin, and Despeo. And I mean, the the fact that they left Zach out, I think is a travesty, but um, I mean, it's probably because they don't want to make half the team of the week ATL players, (laughs) which is dumb because we're so good. So. The system would crumble. Um, if, Gatorade if I, stock if I, would plummet. If Gator- <laughs> That's funny as shit. Um, okay, if I if I had to pick like a disappointment, I know I don't know if everyone agrees with me, but I was not mega impressed with um, Vladimir Moragrega. Obviously, he you know he played target man, took the ball down, laid it off, that led to the first goal. That's what he's expected to do, and that's what a good target man does. And I feel like so many other times in that match. When he was, you know, would receive a ball with his back to goal, he would just lose it, or he would make the wrong pass. He would do some like flick back to nobody. It was just I feel like he he had no ideas. Like he would get it and then just make the wrong decision. And when when they took him off and put Zach on and then moved Malcolm in a striker, I was like, thank God. Like I we need that hold up play that mm. Malcolm has that you know I never shut the fuck up about. Like this, <laughs> <laughs> it's just the the, the the complete lack of hold up play was a little bit. When you're that type of big man striker, you need to know how to do that. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I mean, maybe you're right. I again, I don't think he necessarily had an awful game. I just, mm. yeah, you know, he was he was decent. He was good. Um, but I mean, as soon as you brought Zach on and the formation shifted a bit, you were like, oh my god, this is like. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I, I get it. They're bringing on fresh legs, and that's that's more pressure for us. But um, yeah, yeah, that's that's a fair that's a fair assessment. I think, Johnny. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I'm just, not normally the one that's like the only one with bad things. To say. <laughs> so that's, that's the, yeah, normally, normally it's me like hoping I'm not going to get like shot, like yelled, yelled at on Twitter after I say something like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know. My only disappointment, if I'm going to pick something, would be like I guess we were just like offside too often. Like we had six offsides. Like it was a lot. Um, and that's not really a good. Yeah, we also it's had a goal really off offside, yeah. but. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if that's the worst we're doing, like, I don't care. We just, we just happen, raked yeah. 10 points in in four games, so. Yep. <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Through we, go, we go from never winning two games in a row to, you know, doing it once and then winning three in a row. It's just... Yeah, and sitting with 17 points on the table. Like, <laughs> FC Edmonton, four. York, yeah. nine. <laughs> Valor, ten. Us, 17. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you love to see him. So what, what did we do differently um, against Pacific than against Valor? You know, why was it you know, so much less of a snoozer and just more of a domination? Um, I mean, I, I, I like to think the Valor game was a snoozer for the reason of like, to me, it was a little bit of a proof of concept for, for Carlos um, because that's yeah. the first time really we shifted our position a little bit. We mm-hmm. started playing a higher mid um, and instead of two strikers um, or, or four mids, we played a three mid. Um, mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I think that um, Valor was the beta test, and uh, yeah. we sure as fuck were in full release mode at TD on Sunday because, like, <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, so yeah, I think that 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 was a big thing. Um, our formation the transition from defense to offense, uh, to me, that's that's showing that like Carlos Ball in this case has reached its pinnacle. 
Um, you know, I was watching the the One Soccer broadcast, um, and all they could talk about was like how massive we are. Um, they actually said <laughs> ATO ATO has put the rest of the league on notice, which is I love so it. true. And I'm like, I love the recognition. Ex- like One Soccer pundits talk about it, and they're like, we're like their Cinderella story, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's nice. It's a nice change of like I know. Um, Obviously, last season you know, there there was there was you know some good coverage of because because you know we our first season at home our first home games we had yeah. a lot of fans that you know that was really nice, but then a lot of the coverage obviously you know can't help but being bad because we were bad so it's you know it's, <laughs> <laughs> so what are you gonna really talk about but yeah no having the one eighty and like seeing seeing a headline that says Atletico Ottawa is putting the CPL on notice is just <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah, so it's it's good. I, but I honestly do think that that was the biggest difference between the Valor game and the Pacific game is like yeah. Valor was the test, Pacific was it, the full full formation, and I mean it showed. Um, and I think yep. we should keep, please, Carlos, if you're listening, please keep this formation because it is incredibly effective. And if we can beat Pacific with it, we can sure shit beat York with it. So. Mm. <laughs> well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, you made the changes. They worked. Let's stick with it. So... There's the good. If there's things that you would improve, though. Um, I mean, more shots on target would be nice. Um, you yeah. know, we were 14 shots, four on target, so it's not great. But I mean, like, yeah, just small adjustments. I think at this point we've reached kind of cruising altitude, and I would like to, you know, see tweak Carlos tweak the plans a little bit for each game, or maybe like move a couple players around or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but keep doing what we did on Sunday. Honestly, like I think that yeah. that's the way forward. That's how we will finish in the top four. That's how we're going to make the playoffs. Like, so, which is a crazy thing to say, because you couldn't have said that at the start of the season, because no one yeah, knew no, exactly. what the fuck was going on at the start of the season. You were like, all new players, new coach. Yeah. Like, like, oh, I hope it works. <laughs> like, here we are. I so. will I will say that, like, the, the, sh- the shots on target thing, like, four shots on target is, you know, it's not really a bad outing. No. I wouldn't say. And we are playing against, you know, probably one of the better center back pairings in the league as well, you know, with Didich and, and Maya Jaguer. So, mm. yeah, there was there was a lot of times when, like, we had so many, like, nice chances, like, so many balls in, like, so many, you know, pin position to take a good shot and then maybe the shot wouldn't come off. Or Yeah, because there was that, there was that um, almost goal, like, early in the first half where mm-hmm. one of the Pacific players had to, had to, like, bail out his keeper. Yeah. Um, so you're right. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I think I think it was Mayor Jaguer. I think. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Off the line, it was a Tiso shot. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I I would I would agree with you. I think that I'm not saying like we did poorly. I'm honestly I'm I'm picking flies that have horseshit right now. <laughs> like I really I don't know what else to say. I mean I think it, the team's great. Uh, they're playing excellent. I, I I don't think we did anything egregiously wrong in that game, yeah. and it shows because we got the W. Yep. So I mean, uh, we, we talked about how great the team was. Let's talk about how great the dub was. Oh man, unreal. Yeah, I've been going to Atletico Ottawa games for like the last two seasons, and like this season, last season, um, mm-hmm. and like we didn't have a hot stove, but honestly, it didn't matter because the dub was just electric. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if it was because we, we were just bringing it because you know it's our boys' homecoming. They've just been on the road for like a week and a half. First game at home in, you know, whatever, 14 days or however long it's been. I think but, it was, it was, I mean, it's probably longer than that. I feel like it's probably the first home game in like, you know, almost a month. Yeah, too long. Yeah. I love how we're both like rapidly looking it up. Like, <laughs> how long has it actually? It, it's felt like friggin' uh, forever. Since anyway. the Can Champs on May 10th. Yeah, so there you go, almost a month. Five Jesus. days short of a month. 
So, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a huge homecoming. Um, uh, I was hoping that like the steam that we built up away with the fans had continued and it mm-hmm. sure did. Yeah. Like, as we were walking in, my fiance is like, there's a lot of people here. <laughs> like, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're growing. I think, um, the yeah. fan base and, and I think part, a huge part of that is, you know, the team is doing well. I think some people mm-hmm. jump on the bandwagon when the team's doing well, but I well, think that helps, helps, right? Yeah, like, especially sure. a sports town like this one, like they love supporting the teams when they're, when they're winning. Yeah, but uh, yeah. no, we had. I mean, we had a lot of casual. Like we, had, you know, we had a lot of casuals out, and you know, you, you know, a performance like that and, and an atmosphere like that is what turns casuals into season ticket holders. Yeah, for sure, and I, I think we saw it. I mean, CCSG brought it out. Um, we had a little mix up with the MDOs, but shout out to Brandon, like master class in MDO. Um, yep, and, you fantastic. know, we had we had uh, we had U down. You were down from Montreal. Um, you know, I was down from Montreal. I took the. <laughs> I took the train in in the morning, and then I took the train out in the evening as proper proper away day stuff. There. <laughs> Dedicated. Um, you know, we had we had tarps off Billy. He showed up with his parents, yep. um, which he still went tarps off when they scored. He still and went his, tarps off, <laughs> and his parents were sitting right next to him, like, which was awesome. Uh, you know, we we had our first dub jump after the goal, um, and then and then at the end of the game, like to me, this was the 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 pinnacle moment um, for the fan groups, so for the dub and for CCSG mm-hmm. and our relationship with the team because after the game, you know, the players like came over and did their normal thank you and then Drew Beck came over and chatted, took some photos and stuff and then he, mm-hmm. on his own, went back into the locker room, got the whole team back out and led, and Brandon yeah. jumped into the field, led them in a, in a, in a chant with us um, and it just shows like, man, the connection that we're building between the supporters and the players is just mm. ama- amazing. And like, they're like liking our yeah. tweets and like retweeting our tweets and like just about how much we love the passion um, and the culture and the community mm-hmm. that we built around this team. So, I, I mean, it's awesome. I love it. I love it. I, I love watching it. I love watching it on TV. Um, but to be part of it is uh, so good. And Johnny, you came down for the right game. Well, so. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The whole like, uh, the the whole like going in and bringing everyone back out again to do the whole like shalala chant was just mm-hmm. seeing the buy in from all the players. You know, there was no like, so, there's no like too cool for school types that are like, oh, this is lame. I'm not gonna do that. Like literally, like I look at like Diego Espeo. You know, he's like a 19 year old <laughs> Spanish guy. He's probably coming to Canada for the first time in his life, and he is like absolutely 100 percent in. Like yeah. he's all in on this whole experience. <laughs> like yeah, I love I, it. Like seeing like that. Like seeing Blue Tabla. Like so happy like yeah. seeing all of these players just so excited about yeah. like just winning us winning a league game <laughs> winning a league home game you yeah know they were like it's... shoot they were like spraying their water into the crowd yeah. like, <laughs> exactly was, you would have thought was, we won the league it was so good it was so good and it just makes me super excited to to you know come back on the 14th honestly well you got to celebrate your highs because we sure should have seen some lows yeah oh for sure for <laughs> sure <laughs> anyways you've heard enough from us why not hear from you? CCSG Mailbag. Mailbag. It's mailbag time. So this is the time in the show where we get to take questions and comments from CCSG membership. So exclusively from you guys. Mm-hmm. But a little bonus, little bonus. You uh, you join CCSG, you get your own section of the podcast for free. Heck yeah. You can ask whatever good, dumb question you want, and we'll probably answer it on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's true. Um, all right. Uh, do you want to start, or do you want me to give you one? I'll start. I'm going to shoot one to you first. Sure. Um, this is a really good one. With uh, okay, with how balanced we talked about the defense, we're going to go even mm-hmm. more into it now. Um, with how balanced the defense has looked in the past two games, 
you know, Miguel Acosta had DeSantos on toast, basically. <laughs> he <did>. um, <laughs> does Neba walk? We haven't talked about Neba yet. Does Neba walk back into this eleven, or do we stick with what we've got going right now? Oh man, that is a that's a good question. Like, because mm-hmm. like we've so I guess to preface, we've seen Neba and the way that Neba plays in our formation, mm-hmm. and I don't think he would be out of place in a starting 11. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, however, what we've built now with, you know, Sissoko as like a low mid, and then we've got Becky and Espeo in the middle and Acosta on one side, like I, I hadn't on the other. I don't, I don't know if he has a, a pure starting 11 position when he comes back. I mean, yeah. again, I don't, I don't think any of us know the nature of, you know, his injury and why he's not dressed. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I don't think he walks directly back into starting 11. I think if he wants it, he's going to have to earn it because in the time that he's been gone, the players who have moved into those positions have stepped it up. And like Diego Espeo is, Oh my God. I love, I love watching him out there. (laughs) Like you got the, you got the like, you know, six foot two drew Becky, you know, kind of a, our, our grizzled captain. And then you have this like fresh faced 19 year old Spanish boy. And, he, and he's just like, he's like, here's what we're going to do. Like, opposite <laughs> yeah. Which is, yeah. but it's awesome to see them play yeah. together because I think Drew, like Drew brings the maturity and Espeo brings like the athleticism and, and the like, you know, uh, a little bit of like the, the vibe we're looking for in the back four. Um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would say we stick for now. If you know, if, is it Nebo or stick? I'm going to say stick. Um, but I would give Nevis. I would. I would say the same. I would. I would give him some sub ons, um, and then if you know if he does end up playing better than someone else that's out there, then yeah, then maybe that's something Carlos mm-hmm. can make a decision on. <clears throat> well, it's it's a be- it's a beautiful problem to have because it allows you to do um, a good amount of squad rotation without having to drop in quality. Yeah. Because between Espeo and Becky and Neba and even Suzuko when he's playing at center back. There in my in my mind, I don't think there's any drop in quality between center backs between those four players. Yeah, I don't think so. Like I think we have the options. Yeah, exactly. So, so depending yeah. on I don't know what the schedule looks like for the next you know couple of months, but you know depending he'll probably he'll probably rotate in. But you're right, I don't think he walks in. You don't yeah. win three. You don't win three in a row and then uh, and, and then, then uh, shake shake up your back line. Yeah, maybe the I mean we have a, a game against uh, Edmonton on the 19th away, so like maybe that's a chance to to. You know, get get shake the rust off for him if he's back. Yeah, that, yeah, good show, good show. Yep, for yep. sure. It's it's funny. It's, it 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 makes me think about our center back situation last season and how we like signed two of them like halfway through the season. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> everything's it's like it's like a, it's like that scene in The Lion King, and they're like, you know, everything the light touches, and then it's like, what's that over there? It's like that's last season. We don't talk about it. Or go there. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk. Yeah, it's like so, a fever dream. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So I'll, I'll give you one here. Um, yeah. I don't know how to. This is the question. I don't know how to phrase <laughs> this, but basically a question about how did we end up with a team that loves us as much as we love them? <laughs> well, it's. I love it because I think it's just because, especially with the players that were there last season. You know, we've we've talked about last mm. season a lot on this podcast, but the players that were there last season that saw how good the support was even when we were shit Mm -hmm. um that have sort of been through like that experience and saw how we celebrated every little win that we had and how we like stuck behind it even though we had losses i mean yeah we complained so we can me and thomas complained on this show a lot all season but um (laughs) we didn't like let that affect how well we supported and i think it's just reciprocation i mean you know it's it's just energy bounces back and forth and 
you love to see like the mutual appreciation. We were talking about obviously the the the, the team coming over to the dub after after going down the um after going down the tunnel and it was just it was something else man i mean we even had a player come to the gcp after we the game did. we yeah. had booze show up we at had. the gcp yeah we were all we were all there for like post-game pints and like you know, we're all like whatever. hyped up sunburned <laughs> drunk as hell and then and then Bo just walks in he's like hey guys boy shows up <laughs> uh, and I, honestly like again i think that just shows the connection that we're building with the team so i yeah mm. that's oh my god I, I love it i love i love the chemistry i love it <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Well, here's here's another one. Should we abandon the South Side stand up chant? Because literally every time we started chanting this one, we conceded a goal. <laughs> okay. So See, I thought the I thought the Viking clap was the curse, and I'm glad that, that we didn't do it. We saved no, it until well, we actually won. <laughs> well, so it, it's kind of it's kind of hand in hand. So usually the South Side stand up starts, and then the Viking claps immediately yeah, after. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. As far as I'm concerned, they're both cursed, and we should stop doing them because yep. as soon like as soon as we started doing it, I like turned to like Thomas and my fiance, and I was like. They're, they're gonna fucking score. They're gonna score. Yeah, I, I like, thought this, we weren't this, doing this anymore. <laughs> I was like, I thought we were doing this anymore. This is like terrible. And of course, what happens? It yeah. me, like, we didn't even get to the Viking clap part and they scored. Um, so, yeah, uh, exactly. In my exactly. opinion, that chant should be buried 12 feet underground uh, and we should never sing it again. Yeah, I would I would say the answer is yes. yes I mean, I know I people love doing the, the, the Viking clap, but I mean, let's just, let's win the game or, or you know, be winning comfortably. Yeah, because it's like cursed. A, a, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like it's, it, it's not like it's not uh, uh, criticism. It is criticism, but the proof is in the pudding. The history is there. It is cursed. Yeah, for us anyway. <laughs> for us, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's. I'm gonna ask you the last one because it's right. a good one. All right. Let's see when will you. Patrick go tarps off in the dub? <laughs> Billy's picking up all this. I was gonna I wonder who set this question. Uh, <laughs> He's doing everyone's work for him. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You know what? If, if this was you, Billy, um, if we beat York on the 14th and move into first place, I will go tarps off with you. I will make you yeah. that promise for the game next Tuesday. So if you want to see uh, like kind of slightly out of shape dad bod that is very pasty white uh, <laughs> out in the dub, if that's, you know, your, your kink or whatever you're into, then I will be there. Um, so, you know, hand on heart, Billy, you'll see. Hope, well, you know what? You will. I think we're going to be York, so you will see it. <laughs> Honestly, now I look back, I don't know why I didn't go tarps off. Maybe it's because I was there with Flo and I, I thought that she'd be a little bit embarrassed. If, well, if she's but like, some, again, she's, yeah. like, she's my future wife, and then there I am, like 32 yeah. years old, pulling my shirt off at a soccer game. Yeah, and my fiance was not there. there. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and my fiance was there too. And like, I mean, maybe that was a little bit on my mind. But again, you know what? Billy did it with both his parents there. So, because <laughs> <laughs> Billy's a champion. Yeah, and then he came to the GCP with them after the game for beer. So, uh, <laughs> shout out to his parents, legends. I had a good chat with them. Hell yeah. Um, so it was good. Hell yeah. Uh, so, I, love it. I love it. Yeah. So you, you talked a little bit about our next matchup. Next matchup, York United on the 14th. Let's talk about it. This this could put us, we're, we're, we're one point off the top. This could, this could, uh, this could go the, the last mile. Yeah. And like, I mean, how fucking great would it be to beat York nine? And that's what puts us on top of the table. For the Espe first time in our history, top of the <laughs> I know. table. Especially after they robbed, cheated us out of our rightful place in the next round of the V Cup. Like I would just, oh man, I just want York to be like roadkill in our rearview mirror as we yeah. like burn off towards the playoffs. Like mm. just like <laughs> see you later. You're not even worth our time. Like, <laughs> so um, I think it's gonna be, 
I don't, we've never beaten New York, never in the history of the never. club. Um, so we should so, we should have, but uh, you know mm-hmm. we 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 got two points taken off of us because of uh, referee decided to be a hero. So yep, yep. So uh, so I mean we're gonna play them on the fourteenth, and mm-hmm. after that performance against Pacific, I am very confident that we can drub them and sit on the top of the table, and then we can all take screenshots of the table and like do what we normally do with our shithousery on Twitter and Instagram and like flex on all the other teams. I know they hate us. I know, I know they do. I know they're like, you're, if there was ever like a, I think no, no finish put out like a, a, uh, it was like a who's the most annoying fan base in the league, and I'm pretty sure like yeah. most of the other teams were like it's Ottawa. Like, and we're like fuck oh, no, you, we don't sure. care, we're shit, and we're still gonna cheer for our team. Like, so uh, <laughs> insufferable. So, well, here's the thing: you can be you can be shit, and you can be like Edmonton and stop showing up to games, and you know put the existence of your team in jeopardy, or you can yeah. be shit and like absolutely cope. <laughs> by being really annoying <laughs> we chose Which, the latter and honestly it's a lot more fun and that's it and we're you know we're like I said we're Ottawa sports fans you can't hurt us so um, yeah. I, I love it I love it and I love it especially more after this past game when we are yeah. at the as close to the top of the table as we can get yeah. we're going to beat York on Tuesday and we're going to be number one well listen they just lost to Halifax and they looked <laughs> awful in that game they signed, like, they signed <laughs> yeah, two they emergency players like earlier in the day so I don't know if there's still. I don't. They just, I, I, they, they just went out in the crowd and picked two people. Yeah. Like anyone here played soccer before? No. To be fair, they had I think three card suspensions. Yeah. Like pretty big ones too. I think Abzi was out. Um, Johnston was out. Um, and this is an injury. This is like for just for the one game for the card accumulation. Yeah. So it'll be a different beast. But no, you're right. With if we if we play the way we've been playing for the past three weeks, I think I think it's a lock. Yeah. Three more points coming our way. If you want to be there for that historic day, you want to be in the dub. You want to be mm-hmm. there for this historic day in the historic section, definitely. <laughs> Enter CCSG in the promo section for discounted tickets and the dub. Don't forget to go to CCSG's website. Check out the shop. Got lots of cool designs and shit. It's Pride Month, so we've got lots of awesome Pride designs as well. Um, you know where to find us, Capital City SG and all the ads, all the ads. And another thing that we announced it last week, and we will be announcing it every week. Yeah, we're going to hawk the, gonna hawk the shit out of this. Until the event, until the faithful day can, comes. Speaking of York, we are going to York Lions Stadium Sunday, 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 July 24th. And we are going to take, we are going to double their attendance. We are. <laughs> yeah, 100 bucks getting, gets you the yeah, ticket there and back. Hawk it, baby. Yeah, ticket there back, hundred bucks gets you into the game, um, you know, and uh, it's gonna be man, I'm 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 pumped about it, and it's I think it's gonna be it's a, a deal. Full, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna sell the bus. The driver's probably gonna again hate us or love us, but uh, we're gonna bring it to York Stadium and just absolutely dummy their fans with our fan and our passion for. The we already shows. have a, we already have extra drums in the works on the way Ooh. down. By the way, so you know. Yes, we do. And you know that you know you know the megaphone's going to make an appearance as well. And I know that's going <laughs> to annoy the shit out of all of them. But <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be scenes, and I cannot wait. General sale, June tenth. So from this area, uh, three days from now, tomorrow now. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, next next week we'll be talking about buying tickets. So Hell yeah! Can, Hell yeah! Get them Make before sure you have don't. to do that. Exactly. Get them before you have to do that. This has been ATO after the whistle. Probably one of the most optimistic episodes we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels so good. <laughs> and it feels so good. And it feels so right. Any last words, Patty? Uh, you know what? I I, I just want to thank everyone out there. Honestly, like from Johnny and I, we, we take our time every week to make this podcast. And like 
just thank you guys for listening. Honestly, I've had people come up to me at TD Place and they're like, oh, you're the guy from the podcast. And I was like, yeah, I've never <laughs> met you before in my life. But like, oh, hello. Uh, so I guess I'm just, you know. It's we're, also we're, not a video and just my no. face and my voice. <laughs> yeah, so somehow they recognize me. Iconic. Uh, but, but but either way, I just, yeah, I want to send it out. The big thank you to all the CCSG supporters, all the ATO fans out there that listen to the podcast. Um, keep listening, keep coming to the games and you know what? We're going to, we're, we're going, we're going to the playoffs, baby. I'm just going to call it now. We're going to the playoffs. The culture is growing. A- AJ uh, Jakubek said that I haven't seen soccer vibes like this in Ottawa since 2015. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I think he's probably right. Yeah, 100%. I think he's probably right. <laughs> On that note, ATO after the whistle. We'll see you next time. See you guys.